All right, episode six. six. Oh my, we made it to episode six. Listen, before we get started, uh, episode five is not on this podcast audio wise. Um, yeah, we had some technical difficulties. So if you want to watch or listen to uh, audio or episode five, you have to go on YouTube to Aiden Crozier Ministries on uh, YouTube or just type in Preaching Young episode five. You'll find it. So please do that if you missed episode five. But we're, we're we made it to episode six, and a lot of you guys said we wouldn't make it to episode four, and here we are at episode six. So there you go. But listen, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by uh, David's Stones, uh, their landscaping company out in uh, you know their uh, you can buy three stones for the price of one. Really? Since it's uh, spring. That was that was I had to do that on the fly, so that was all I got. <laughs> You've had better days. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we do have a sponsor for the second half of our um, of our podcast, but we'll bring that in to you later. Yes, but I'm excited, man. Uh, somebody said we had a, another uh, we question. We do have a email. An email. That's awesome. We're on. If we can keep the streak going, it'd be nice. Yeah. So keep sending emails in, please. Where? You guys can email them at. See if you guys know it. Go ahead. Do you know it? I uh, couldn't tell you. Preaching young at gmail.com. No underscore. Wait. I got this. It's preaching young, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. I was close. I was getting there. Very close. Anyway, this question is from a young man named Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? What's your question for me, brother? It's actually for me. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah. It says, how did you get involved in leading worship? Nice. And then how did you pick How do you pick the songs every week? Oh. Well, those of you who don't know so far, I am the worship leader here at Trinity Southern Baptist Church. Yep. Slash. Slash youth leader. Slash. That's it. Live streamer. Live streamer <laughs> slash whatever else. Anyway, how did I get involved in leading worship? Great question. That is a good um, question. So we have, we talked about on this podcast before, um, visitor standpoints, what it's like to, you know, impress, not impress, but. Can I give you my perspective? No, I want to answer <laughs> my question. Don't steal my heat. Okay? Dale, and I'll give you my perspective here very shortly. Anyway, where I'm going at with this is we went through a lot of worship leaders. Couple. Couple. Three, I think maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was three. It was three. I think it was three. Anyway, we went through some worship leaders. Abram, like, one day we're we're going through one. Abram says, Hey, we ever thought about leading worship before? Actually, no, I'm pretty sure this person was sick. You gotta give me my perspective. You gotta let me have my perspective. Hold on, no, 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 no. No, I'm getting this right. I'm sorry. This person was sick, I think, and Abram calls me on a Sunday morning at like seven thirty or something weird. And calls me. Well, he calls Brittany first, but then he calls me and says, "Hey, there comes a time in every man's life where he's got to step up and lead worship." And I said, "Don't tell me that's that's my day today." And then there it was. And then I've been leading worship ever since. Yeah. So Is that how it happened in your eyes? Sorta, sorta. I I led worship at my at uh, my dad's church um, because we didn't have a worship leader. My dad was actually doing it, and I I thought that was awful that he was having to lead worship and then preach so i literally did it out of convenience but what it taught me as as uh just somebody in ministry was a how to stand up in front of people how to um get their attention um it taught me how to do some phrases and and, and lead in prayer and and really just how to control a service because when you're leading worship you have to be able to control the full service and so um i learned how to do that very early on as a as a young young adult and so um when I heard that Andrew could sing a little bit. From me. He's from Brittany. He still hasn't really sung out loud very I mean you're 
You do when everybody's singing. I know that's true. That is true. That's the other thing too. When I when I was when I was leading worship, my my little my little nanny, she was my grandma. We called her nanny because she uh, was our nanny as well. But she she sat in the very far back, and she would always she couldn't hear very well, and so I always made sure that I when I sung, I wanted to make sure that my nanny could hear me singing. And uh, so she could follow along. That's so, why it sings a lot. So I do. That's why it sings a lot, and I just carry it over because. Uh, Sometimes it seems effortless. It just like blaring. It is now. It's almost like you're yelling, but it's. I almost have to at this point. I don't know. I don't know any other way to sing. But anyway, so I I asked Andrew. I said, Andrew, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta lead, man. I think it would be great. One, you're trying to become a pastor, so I think it'd be great for stage presence. And to, it has uh, up there. It's definitely helps. Oh, absolutely. Well, and you I don't think you're Home as nerves. nervous as Home much, nerves. yeah, because you're in front of people all the time now. Were you nervous the first time? Yes, very much. Because <laughs> Brit- Brittany calls me first. Out. Brittany called me first. She says, hey, Abram's getting ready to call you and ask you to lead worship, and then hangs up. I don't think I have time. I don't have time to think in my life. I didn't have time to think. You didn't give me a choice either. You said, I react. You said, hey, Andrew, I need you to lead worship today. I said. And I expect people to react with me. And I did that day. That's interesting. I didn't realize you were nervous. I was nervous that day. I never. What do you mean? I never led worship in my life. You just gotta do it, man. And I did. I had to give you. Anyway, there's a second part of that question. Okay, cool. How do you pick songs every week? Oh, this is actually really good. Let me tell you. Great questions, Dylan. That's a very good question. Brittany always tries to pick me. She here's the thing. She says you gotta pick these songs on Monday. I say. Explain to him why. Why? Why? So I am the secretary, and I put the service together on our PowerPoint so it can show on the screen. So anytime anything's messed up, man. And everybody pays attention to this. I don't know why, but everybody in the church, like, they always look for yes, they any do. type of uh, grammar issue or anything. And I don't know why. They want to. They want to notice it. But You've been off the hook recently with this online stuff. Yes, so. yes. But, but even before that, I must say, I was on a streak. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. But but they said there was a study that came out that said, you know, visitors, that is a, uh, um, a turning away thing. That's like a turning away uh, factor is is uh, PowerPoints that aren't like correct because yeah, so it's, it's a distraction. So we do try to push for her but to do better. But the reason I ask for the song so early is because I like to work on them so I don't yeah. mess them up and I have enough time to put them into the service and everything. Like but with that. my sermons, I, I, a lot, I know a lot of pastors will plan out their year worth of sermons. I have zero idea how anybody can do that. I work weekly. And so sometimes I don't even... Like, for example, I'm supposed to be doing a sermon this Sunday. I don't know what I'm doing it on, and it's Wednesday. So I got a, I got a while to go. That's okay. Go ahead. So Brittany normally wants this, my song's choices, on Monday morning, usually. Yeah. Sometimes makes... Tuesday. I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so it's hard to because I'm in the road on Tuesday. It's hard to look at my phone. But what are you doing Monday? <laughs> what are you doing? What Monday? am I doing Monday? Nothing. Here's why. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Usually watching Netflix or actually on Mondays I'm usually what am I doing Mondays? It, I usually get an old change because I need that every, every every two weeks. Yeah. Or you I drive a lot. Or go Anyway, my point is, Brittany's like, hey, I need these songs on Monday. I'm like, can't do it. So I asked. She's like, why? Tuesday. She's like, why? I'm like, day off. I, 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 well, one, I I'm not feeling anything yet. Friday comes around, which we are usually the days we work here at church. Yeah. Friday rolls around. I open up the old hymn book and I just pick four. Right then. A lot, a lot of worship. A lot of worship leaders will pick um, songs that match the theme of the sermon. Yes, or time of year. But you don't do that. I do that. I do that. Uh, time of year. Sometimes I, I try to lean more towards like this past Thanksgiving. We did a lot about harvest. Yes. Thanks. We had a harvest series, I believe. 
Uh, I did some Thanksgiving ones. Christmas is easy to pick. I'll uh, get- right now we're in spring. Even though we're not doing sermons, Lily services, Valley, but but spring is easy easy to pick. So yeah, I do I do pick based upon that. I will give you a little bit of credit because of you also try to pick songs that are uplifting, which is a requirement which is a big for, one me. for me. One because I'm nervous, and I don't know a lot. Of, I know a lot of hymns, but I'm not. You didn't grow up with hymns. I didn't grow up with hymns. I just I've learned them. I'm, yes. I love music. Okay, yeah. so learning music for me is easy. I can learn. You show me a song today, I can know it by tomorrow. Yeah, hundred percent, all the words. Right, I can do that. Picking songs, and A, I think this I think this goes along with this too. Picking songs that people already know, mm-hmm. but without being repetitive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because every week, I mean, I, I keep all the bulletins every week, so I know what songs we've sang two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So I don't pick those songs. So I, I try to at least go a month. It's easy. It's easy. In, it's easy in the church to have to do the same hymns all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because he lives, blessed assurance, those those good, you know, amazing grace. Those are the go-to ones, but um, yeah, it's it's also good to have it upbeat because you're setting a tone in service with the worship. And uh, I, as a pastor, don't like the worship leader doing a lot of talking or distracting. Um, I want I want us to get right into the songs, stay in the songs, and really feel the songs, and then get into the message and then leave. Um, when there's a lot, I've, I've been through a lot of sat up, been under a lot of worship leaders or watched through worship leaders that. Sing songs that people don't know. Yeah, when and you they sing, do a really bad job of leading them. Yeah, and I don't want to do that because yeah, I don't. You know what I mean. So yeah, when you sing songs that people don't know, or you you do a lot of talking and interrupt the flow of the service, you run into a lot of problems, a lot of distractions. So uh, something you won't find. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Good question, Dylan. Very good question. I was uh I was excited about that. Let's talk about since we were kind of talking about our our our. our Sunday morning services. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this series that we're in at Trinity right now. History, History Maker. Um, right after Easter, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was going to talk about, and so um, we're in this weird online ministry thing that we're trying to do right now because of this pandemic that's happening. So I knew that that we as a church had to have something that would. A, engage people, B, motivate people, uh, and, and C, still push for evangelism, right? We want to, and everything we want to do, we want to make sure that we're always staying focused on our community. And so I came up with this uh, History Maker uh, series that we're in. It is kind of catchy. We're, we're con- it's hashtag History Maker, to, to be uh, frank with you. But uh, we're excited about it, and I, I think it's uh, really been a great series. We had a first one on, on Sunday, and this week has been a week of prayer. What do y'all think so far about our week of prayer? It's been very well. I I told you that this morning. We have uh, we had a lot of – there's a lot of positive feedback and good response to this, uh, mainly because I think it gives people an opportunity to – Feel like they're a part of something. What is like it? we say? Like we say, hashtag history maker, and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a history maker. Yeah, everybody wants to be a history maker. And then what we did was, I, we created a graphic. Or I did. I created a graphic that said, "Hi, my name is who?" I'm just kidding. It says, "Hi, my name is blank, and I'm a history maker." And then I encourage people to uh, sign it, edit it, edit it, sign it, and, and then uh, post it on Facebook. So we've had like 20, 30 people posting that. There, hi, I'm a history maker. And uh, the only two people that really aren't doing that are are the youngins because they don't know how. You couldn't figure it out. The longest they don't know how to. They don't know how to. They don't know how to write on a on a picture. I kind of thought at first you were doing it for everybody and just like writing people's names. I, I did it for a couple of older older people, but they. I said these people don't. will never figure it out because they're a little bit older 
you guys are in the age of technology. You guys grew up with technology. You still haven't figured it out. Shocks me. You did tell us. We're still and you did that fun thing in, on the on the uh, text message that makes a bunch of that is the coolest thing ever. A bunch of words bubble up and and so you you can figure out how to do that, but you can't figure out how to write things on. That's interesting. Well, all I'm saying is, I don't know it, but Andrew never told me that you told us how to do it. Yeah, I did, actually, yeah. So. I actually, exp- actually explained it pretty much in detail. Uh, but y'all still haven't done it. But anyway, this has been <laughs> this has been our History Maker Prayer Week, and each day it's we're... very well. Yeah, each day we're really praying well. we're praying for something very specific. So Monday we prayed uh, for thanks, just giving God thanks. You should always start out with giving God thanks. And he's done a lot for us as a church, and I think he's going to do... I know he's going to do a lot for us in the future. So we want to give him thanks. Yesterday was repentance, um, where we're going to really try to pray for uh, repentance and and uh, get on our knees and to God and just really repent for the sins that we've made today is been it's Wednesday it's been open doors we're just praying for God to open doors for us and and uh, I don't remember I don't remember what the next two are but man it's just been, <laughs> it's been great here's the fun thing about it every week of this series I don't even know how long this series is gonna last because I don't know how long we may be back in service by Mother's Day maybe what they're saying which would be interesting uh, but so I don't know how long how long this. Well, even then, I could probably tie that into a, mo- a Mother's Day sermon, history makers, because yeah. there's a lot of moms out there that are making history with their kids. Uh, so anyway, but but every week we're gonna do something. We're gonna focus on something. So this week has been prayer. Next week is going to be this is a, a spoiler alert. Next week's going to be love your neighbor. We'll see you really listen. Yes, we will love your neighbor week. So we're going to encourage our members to uh, show love to their neighbors, mow their yard, give them a meal, um, make them a mask. I don't know. Whatever whatever their God lays on their heart. I like that too because it also ties in with outreach and how we're moving towards how we want everybody in our church to do outreach. And we're the church on the move. Now it's time so to do it. I really like that. Yeah. And it's easy when you, you know, because we can't really be in the community because uh, of so many restrictions, it, doing something for your neighbor is, is quick, easy. And uh, I think it'll be encouraging not only to their neighbors, but also to us as well. So, yeah, I'm excited. So each week we'll do something fun and, and uh, really focus on. And, and what's interesting to me is I, I'm interested to see how many churches will copy us before then. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who's listening to this podcast, you churches. I better not see anybody do a Love Your Neighbor Week next week. I'll be watching. All right. <laughs> to be fair, you did give it away, though. I did. So it. go ahead. Take it. I don't care. Just give me a little bit of credit. Say, this is Aim's idea. Uh, we'll copy off it. But anyway, let's talk um, Let's let's talk outreach. Why don't we talk about outreach a couple of podcasts ago, or was that one we deleted? Might have been I one think, we deleted. We had, uh, episode three? Well, that might be in there. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where y'all said we, we weren't going to make it. You said we're not. Y'all aren't going to make it. Episode three, but we did. So I don't remember what the, I don't remember what the conversation was. But uh, outreach is so important, especially during this time of, of a pandemic. Outreach is important. It's important for a few few different reasons. It's important to do because there's a lot of outreach that needs to be done. But number two, uh, people need to know that a church is doing something. Well, I I would never want to be a part of a church that isn't doing anything. Hmm. Yeah, good. Anything? <laughs> no, I like that. That's good. No, because I think when when all this is said and done and we go back to normal, hundred percent, it would make my decision ten times easier to pick uh, where church I'm going to go to. Yeah, you want to go to a church that's, that's active. Because I think now it really is starting to uncover what churches are active and what ones aren't. Because they don't have a, there's no cover anymore. You can't hide behind your Sunday morning service. You can't hide behind your Sunday school. You can't do any of that. You have to. You're literally 
hundred percent exposed at what yeah. you're doing outreach wise. And that's all that involves everything. Spill the words right in your mouth. You did. Well, that's interesting because if you look, if you really look at um, uh, this pandemic, it has exposed everything. I'm talking about every. I, I think I, I think I may even be talking about that on my Wednesday night Bible study here tonight. People are, your your Christianity is being exposed. You know, do you really believe what you say, pastors? Are you really preach? Do you really believe what you're preaching, uh, churches? Are you really are you really believing what you guys stand for? Um, you know, what's our mission statement? Do y'all know it? Yeah, we praying, dedicated to the ministry, ministry Jesus Christ. You know, are are we living up to that? You know, that's being exposed because um, there's a lot of churches that that it's very clear that they they really don't focus on outreach. It's very clear that there's a lot of Christians who aren't follow. You know, they don't believe that God's going to be there for them even when times are hard. That one's probably the most shocking of them all. Is is how um, you know how unfaithful people are mm. just because we're in a pandemic. It's like, oh my gosh. God's God's word has not changed, even though we're in this pandemic. He still is a good God, and He's He's still promised us a lot of great things, and we still are victorious as Christians. And uh, now more than ever, we should probably be showing that to the world. But unfortunately, a lot of us aren't. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart. But outreach is so well, important. We have no other reason not to. No. What else are you gonna do? What else are you, you gonna do? You can't go to a baseball game. You can't go to a basketball game. What are you gonna do? You gotta tell people about Jesus. It's the only thing you got left. And you should be just as excited. Yes, you're taking my Wednesday night Bible study, so hope I hope we they don't. Won't, they won't. They can they're watch not going to see this. Yeah, which you can watch it back on Trinity Southern Baptist Facebook page. So just know that Andrew's not copying off of my Wednesday night Bible study. He's saying this before it, uh, but you're exactly right. We get excited because my our Wednesday night Bible studies we're we're in a, a study called being excited for Christ. We want to be excited for Christ, and for whatever reason, we aren't. You know, we we sit there and. It's okay for us to go to a basketball game and be excited. We, we're, it's okay to go and cheer on your favorite team. It's okay to go to a concert and let go and let loose. But then we go, but if you're a Christian, you shouldn't do that. If you're a Christian, you're supposed to be sad and you're supposed to be you're supposed to be grieving over over people uh, because in ministry you, you see bad marriages and you see um, uh, people struggling. You see people broken. You see people who are broken struggling financially. Uh, so, but and they're like, so you got to be like Francis Chan and always be talking like this. But, but when I read the Bible, it says go to church. You should be rejoicing always, rejoicing. You should be excited coming to church. You should be excited when you get to praise God. You should be coming to to church to let not worry about your problems. Not sitting there going to a concert to not worry about your problems. Well, I think I think that's exactly what we were just talking about a couple weeks ago on Good Friday. Yes. People are so confused as to why it's called Good Friday. They're like, <laughs> this is a terrible day. Jesus was crucified this day, which I don't really I, think it matches up to that no. day. But anyway, you get the point. But yeah. it's, it's a good day because yeah. it ends in victory. I, we know what happens yeah. next. And the, the biggest the biggest people or the, the most people I was hearing this from was Christians. Yeah. Know me? No, but well, let's think. No non-Christian was going, why is it Good Friday? Yeah. Nobody's asking that. It was the Christians, <laughs> the Christians that. that were saying it. It's a weird time that we're living in. Um, we're, we're seeing we're seeing churches that that are refusing to do outreach. I, I, I see food pantries that are saying, you know, we need we need things. We need canned goods. We need we're in urgent need of these things. And churches are going, well, good luck. Mm. 
They're not. It's like, well, if if a, if a food pantry needs something, as a church, we have to step up and and provide that because we can't. No church, from what I'm gathering in our area, there's no church that is struggling financially right now. No. Now I know a lot of them have, have applied for these little loans that we've been trying to, but I don't think any of them are, are struggling. Even the smaller churches, I think people are really being faithful and giving even during these times. And so, um, uh, if you are a small church and you're struggling financially reach out to us don't sit there and, and uh you know struggle alone we let us help you i think now but, is the biggest time ever for churches to step up yes it's your biggest witness right now and if people are faithfully giving then we need to be faithfully doing outreach we yeah. need to be faithfully using that money and putting it towards resources that are going to help the community yeah, right just go to us and, sit on and, and go ahead i think people take outreach and they they make it so difficult it's very simple mm-hmm. It's a very simple yes. concept, especially right now. It's easy to know the need in your community. Yep. Look around. Everybody has the same need. I mean, some might be worse off than others, but it's easy to, to do outreach. And I think a lot of churches that I've seen, they complicate. They're like, oh, well, we have to do something big. Nothing. It's, no. And my mindset has been, we need to do one, our, our team needs to be doing one thing every week. Like, we need to do something every week. So that keeps them on their toes of trying to come up with something creative to do every week. Um, but even like this week, we, we gave uh, money to a um, quilt company here that's that's Love local masks. that's been making masks for free. Right? We were able to give – we had an anonymous donation given to our church. We were able to put that towards there and uh, bless them and, and help them in their efforts to continue to provide free masks. So just, you have to just do it, man. I, it is easy. We learn – listen, they teach, they teach you in the Christian world to – to uh, allow your members to be a part of things, right? So, you know, there's going to be moments where you where you're going to want people to to give canned goods, let's say, or give uh, of some or give extra cash for for certain things because you want them to be a part of it, you want them to grow with you. But there's other times when, let's say, a food pantry is in need of something where the where the church needs to say, okay, we need to we need to step up immediately and and give to this thing so that they are not in need anymore. And then, then from there you can say, well, y'all can still give just to make sure that they're, they have plenty, but we have to step up as churches. And here's the, here's the thing about it. I mean, that's, that's why we are, we are tax exempt, right? It's because we're supposed to be helping out in, in the, our communities. That's why the government honors that in, in our churches. Um, it is, it's sad to see churches. Who don't. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Because you almost want to like look at them and show up at their building and just say, what are you doing? Now, if you're I, not doing anything, what are you doing? Now, I know a lot of churches have so many uh, red tape that they have to go through in order to get some things done. And I, my hope and my prayer is through this uh, pandemic, we start to see those red tapes be cut so that whenever we're in a situation like this, there's a str- there should be a streamline. The pastor should you know, have a little bit more authority just to say, this is what we need to get done or whoever's in charge of your outreach team they say this is what we need to get done and and get it done because uh i tell you we've been saying it for a while you have to act with a sense of urgency don't you with everything right with everything and even even when this is over we're gonna like my my mindset's gonna be all right the next time we have a a, a tragedy or a pandemic we, we our our church is in a flood zone so at any at any moment really the church could flood and uh our, our town could flood more more so we have to be ready to financially help people you know spiritually help people feed people um, it has to be there now with that being said 
should food be the only thing that we do? Here's here's another thing I've, I've I see a problem with is some churches will will stick with one outreach and then they'll they'll be like that's our outreach. Like we we feed people on one day a week or you know we go to Cincinnati one day a week. So that's our outreach. So that's our entire church's thing. And that's also wrong too, right? Because uh, your church should be able to do multiple outreaches. Your church should be do- looking at multiple ways to impact your community, not just through one uh, one thing, right? You need to be looking at different ways because there's different needs all the time. Like I, in my head, I would never have thought that there's a, a company here that's making masks for free that hey could benefit from receiving something. Who would have thought we, we had a, we had a kid that passed away uh, after getting hit by a train last week they're not members at our church but their family's struggling and right now it's a weird time if you have to go to the hospital or or have a funeral because there's just not much support there so being able to help those things those are all those are all necessary all that's necessary so we have to be really on our toes and um making sure that we're feeding people more spiritually than than physically but but we have to be be doing outreach at all i think some people get the wrong mindset as in like you have to be a big church you have to have financial resources to do all these things because you don't god what does it it take to i mean we we just did a prayer 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 drive drive, drive. real simple didn't cost us a penny penny, but it shows outreach in the community it shows people who are praying for them it's very simple things you don't have to be you don't have to be uh make millions of dollars as a church you don't have to be a mega church you don't have to have 400 people at your church to do these things it's very simple to do it's and as simple as picking up the phone and calling a member seeing yeah. what they need hey how can we help you today that's as simple as outreach is yeah. and, and and people are going to when you're an active church is what which what we have seen firsthand when you're an active church doing outreach people are going to give even more because they're like this church is doing it right we, we have people giving that is not part of our church they're saying we like what you're doing in our community we support it and we want to help you guys financially so we're we're seeing a, an abundance of finances coming in just so we can do our outreach so we have to be aware of that as well if we're going to say god provides we need to be we need to back it up and and say Hey, we're going to give a little bit more to our community this week, and and know that God will provide in the long it's run. It's drawing people into the church, because, and it's drawing uh, people into like the church. Just like Colton said on our uh, last episode, that was the biggest deciding factor in picking a church when they were yeah. kind of struggling with the church they were at. They were like, "Trinity's doing a lot. They're doing a lot of active stuff in the community. Let's go try it out." And when your church buys banners and yard signs, as opposed to helping a need in the community. That looks terrible, mm. right? Everybody in the community goes, well, that that church just went through my town with a big old banner, but yet they're sitting there asking for donations for, for a food pantry, right? It doesn't make sense. So we have to make sure that what we're doing is very is very focused and strategic and we're you know if we're gonna very strategic. Yeah, strategic. strategic. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna take money, especially a church church's money, I, I I am very aware that that these are this is not I know people say it's God's money and all that. No, these are people are are working for this money. People are 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 giving out of the kindness of their heart. They're giving because they're convicted. And they want they want to see their money go to something. Yes. Good. So so the I'm reason not, they're giving is the reason, they don't know what to do with it. Yes. So and like, so we'll give it to the church. And God's and if we have it in God's house, we need to use it for God's work. It's not just to pay out the bills and not just pay our salaries, right? Th- those are those need to be being poured in the in the the community so that God's kingdom can be built. Right? Use it for God's kingdom. If we weren't doing those things, we weren't doing outreach, we weren't giving our money to things in the community, supporting 
local businesses, all these things, doing things for people in the community. I wouldn't want to get paid. There would be no reason. What do I have to get paid for? There'd be be no reason. Anybody can stand up on Sunday morning and preach a 30-minute sermon. Anybody. I'm talking about anybody, right? And and there's proof of it. Look at any church in in America. Anybody can do it, right? It takes takes um, uh, someone who's called to actually say, all right, the ministry is more than just preaching. Ministry is more than just um, attending to the members that are there any given any given Sunday. It's much more. Uh, I, I feel the weight of our entire town. I don't. I don't just feel the weight of our church. I feel the weight of the entire town. You know, relying on us as a church to to make this town better. And if we're going to make this town better, I'm going to do it um, with with God leading us, and I'm going to make it a God centered town. Amen, brother. So that's where my heart is. But listen, let's take a small break. Um, uh, when we come back, I got a couple more topics. And I want to hear a little bit about Brittany's day. Uh, oh, man, I've got a story for you. I Stick don't know around. what it is, guys. So. And we'll talk about um, our, our, our new sponsor for today as well. Yes, so we hang around. in there. Don't go nowhere. All right, we're back with the second half of episode six. Uh, this this is, is this this is sponsored by the second half of our podcast is sponsored by All In Church League. All In Church League. This is a league that we do here in Pelham County with all of our churches. Um, you have to be a member of, of a church and uh, an active member. Let me rephrase that. You have to be an active member of a church, but um, we're going to be getting that started here in the fall. So uh, all It was very league. successful last time we did yeah, it. Yeah, it was really, so. really successful. We had, oh my goodness, probably 40, 50, 50 players. It was really fun. It was great. A lot of fun. Uh, Trinity actually took the uh, win, I believe, didn't we? We outnumbered them. Significantly, we did out, outnumber them, but we uh, we had our teams. One of our teams, anyway. All in church, all in church league cornhole. They do have a Facebook page. You can go give them a follow. Yeah, all in church league. So yeah, cornhole. What is it called? What is the I think Facebook? it's I think all it's in all cornhole. in all in church league cornhole or all in cornhole league yeah. maybe or something like that. So I'm I don't excited know about that. So uh, participate that if you are from our area. Yeah. Um, but listen, let's go ahead and get started. Where, where uh, <laughs> what did the uh, Brittany do today? Oh man, I've got a really funny story. Let me tell you guys. I hope it's just funny. Before I get before we get started, let me uh, let me remind you what the email is. Preaching young, no caps, no spaces at gmail.com. So keep the questions coming. Anyway, this story is actually. Or if you're a sponsor and, and you line up with our statement of faith, you can also uh, absolutely email us as well. Anyway, there's that. Today, today's Wednesday. May not be Wednesday when we're listening to this, but today's Wednesday. And if you know, if you're local, I don't know if it's local. It might not be local. I don't know. Oh, Charlie's is pretty. Is this like a, a northern thing? Uh, it's a restaurant. It's worldwide. Is it worldwide? Has to is be. it statewide? No, I mean, some be. stuff's like you know, no. northern whatever. Everybody anyway, knows Charlie's. Okay, Oh Charlie's. They do free pie Wednesday, it's right? Like Ireland. I don't think so. Oh Charlie. Oh goodness. Anyway, today's Wednesday. They do free pie on Wednesdays. Still? Yes. Yeah, Still. Okay. Hold on. Don't interrupt my story. <laughs> I know where so, this is going now. Brittany, I ordered online this morning. Uh, some lunch. Brittany has to drive past her trolleys to get to my house to come here. So then I say, "Hey, why don't you just pick it up on the way through?" So she picks it up. Well, it turns out they don't have they don't do free pie. They're not doing free pie right now. Of I don't know why. Because there's a pandemic. Right, but here's the thing: they're giving away full pies when you order a family a family meal deal. They're giving away a full pie. So I was well, like, "Oh, maybe they're just economics." Yes, it is. Anyway, so I'm assuming they're going to give us a pie when we get there. So I say, Brittany, when you get there, ask them about our free pies. She gets there, they say, "We're not doing free pies." 
So I'm really bummed out because she texted me and said they're not doing free pies. So then she goes, okay, well, let me just go ahead and order two pies anyway. So she orders two slices of pie. The guy comes back out with both slices of pie and the check and says, oh, it's only four bucks because I forgot to ring out the second one. It was going to be like $8 or something. So she's like, okay, well, here it is. And she hands him cash. And she says, here, you can just keep the change. Now, Brittany doesn't know that she handed this man a $20 bill. And she says, keep the change yeah. on $4 ticket. Technically eight. Four. It was four because he only charged him for four. It would have been eight, yes. Brittany handed him a $20 bill and says, here, you can keep the change. Because she thinks she gave him a $5 bill. Is that true? Yes, this is true. So she thinks she gave him a $5 bill. The guy starts busting out like, oh my gosh, this is the nicest thing ever. I cannot believe you've done this for me. Thank you so much. I need This is great. Drive, Let him. Drives off. Brittany reaches in her purse and pulls out a $5 bill instead of her $20 bill she had. Because... She, you know, she put together pieces that you thought he was excited for a five. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but she gave him a twenty. I was 20. really confused. I was like, "Yeah, you're welcome." I thought it was just a little bit of change. I'm thinking, you know, that was nice. Maybe God just wanted this guy yes, to have my twenty dollar exactly right. bill. And Andrew's over here, like, yeah, you're, "You're kidding me!" It was so funny. You gave him a twenty dollar bill for four dollars, and I was like, "Yeah." I did. What I mean, was I supposed you, to do? Turn around and you, ask you know for it back? Do you know how many video games he could have bought with that twenty? <laughs> yeah. My dad actually. Yeah, no, it's not even that Andrew, funny. I can buy my dad some Fortnite Listen, skins. First of all, I think that is actually really awesome. Cool, yeah. She didn't do it on you. purpose. Don't give her credit for it. <laughs> yeah, but still, I'm not going to turn back around. Yeah, I was first like, off, oh, you okay. better check. I said the same thing. That could be bad. The $5 bill was, uh, is, is 100, what, 110% of the thing because it was only four bucks. So you yes. actually gave them a, do a dollar extra. Yeah, it was what way more. For. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, you should have. Um, Pay a little bit more attention. Life so lesson, I said time. to her. I said, I said, <laughs> next time, just take a quick glance down at your <laughs> at your bill you're tip. handing them. Guys, that's maybe a really he big tip. Anyway, obviously, and did. God used my. But not very... you know that they're talking about this. Hopefully, you got to chuckle When he walks that. back in, he's gonna be like, "That lady just gave me twenty bucks for the pie. That only cost four. You know they're talking about. Yes, it. They you are. were a waitress at one yes, point. You know they're talking about it. Yeah, but I didn't mean to. But I mean, it's a great thing. I wasn't upset about it. Did you at least say God loves you? Or nope. I would, whenever I give a tip, like a big tip, or like. Uh, well, I didn't or, know I gave him a big tip. Well, he was even five dollars is a pretty big tip for a four dollar meal or a pie. Now, whenever I give a big tip or I want to help, I'm like giving money to like a homeless person. I always give them an actual tip. So I'll say like. <laughs> so I'll give them a, a financial tip, but then I'll give them a tip. Oh, you're that person. So I'll say, now. Use an umbrella when it rains. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I give them, I'll say like, uh, now, make sure you go to a church this Sunday. Or do you got a church? Are you a member of a church? How's that a tip? Because if you go. I did have a guy when I was If you go a to church, if you, if I, going to church will, A, help them. It could help them financially. They they're struggling financially, spiritually, spiritually, food wise. That's a big tip. I get the point. Listen, when I was working yep. as a waitress, yeah, I absolutely hated. When somebody said go to church. No, I hated when people came in and said, "Here's my tip for you," and says something no, like, "I said, make sure you tie your shoes." Not that you did that, but I said I always give them whenever I give. Whenever I is. he would do both. He would give a financial say, tip. When I give a financial tip, if I'm going to give you money. Then you're gonna listen to what I'm about to say, which is you need to go to church. Bernie thinks I'm weird for doing that because I like if I don't see him before, like I wait a couple minutes to see if they're gonna come back so I can give it to him. And if they don't come back, I'll write it on the receipt. I'll write it on a napkin or something like God bless you. Like go to like that's, see no, a church. That's awesome. And Bernie looked at me last awesome. time I did that and she said, "Oh my gosh, you're, you're that person. You're so weird for doing that." I was no, like, I, "No, I did not." Me. If anything, I'm the one that is like 
Have you ever done it? Have a great day. Love you. Go ahead. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's my story for Brittany today. Free Pie Wednesday was an epic fail. She spent $16. No, yeah, $20 on a $4 piece of pie. So I hope it was worth it. I think it, I think it was two pies though technically. Actually, yeah, two, but Andrew's, two for the price of one. Andrew's piece was humongous, and yes, I was like, was. "Wow, I hope my piece is that big." Because I waited a little bit, and he goes, "No, no, it's not." Yeah, she got it like a miniature. And it was piece. like a really miniature piece, but hey, it's fine. I just didn't need it. It's cool. Um, that's interesting. Listen, uh, I, we we're we're really big on the youth in our church. Really changing gears here. I am, but this is is uh, we're going back to leadership in church. It's okay. What is your favorite youth game? Ooh. Oh, man. Because we have a lot. I mean, if you're a youth leader, games are key, man. And having <clears> a game <throat> is important. And they're so hard to come up with. My, I have good ones. Favorite, hard to come I, don't up remember, good I don't know what the name is. My favorite is Bang. All right, you have to explain it. All right, so Bang is you stand is a in a game. huge circle, and to the, the person to the right of you gets to um, – you point your fingers Four like youth guns. Leaders. You're not in that group chat. Yeah, you're not in that. Uh, that, that little, that little uh, beep you just heard. Wow. I apologize that. That apologize. was a text message. See, they're they're texting while we're trying to record this podcast because that's where their heart. That's where their heart is. I am. Can we explain? <laughs> explain the game, please. I'm explaining the game. We I'm stand in a circle. Sorry about that interruption. So pick up. there's These someone. Pick up everything. Yes, it does. Someone is in the middle of the circle. Usually it's a leader, so me, Andrew, and Andrew will stand in the middle and he'll point at someone. And the per and the people to the right and left of that person, after the person ducks, I'm really bad at explaining it. I know, and she explains it exactly <laughs> this way when she tries to explain it. It really kids. does. This is why I don't explain them. Andrew, do you want to explain what Bang is? Sure. Like your favorite game, I'll explain. Thank you. I just love this game so much. <clears throat> so she's right, she's right there. You get in a big circle. And so the person in the middle would then point at someone on the outside of the circle that person then has to duck if that <laughs> the person standing the person the on the circle just whatever it, you get the point YouTube it. It turns whatever out. you point at the thing it's Bang. a fun game it really involves a lot of other kids that's the most important thing. yeah it involves everyone group, that's in- that group inclusion now, mainly because that's a bad game what's let me explain my favorite okay, game thank you. you're welcome this one this game is called four on a couch oh, yes and i love this game i hate this game a because it involves no talking to Listen, the, for the most part. Our kids do not understand that game, though. No, they, they get do. so confused. No, they don't. played it, it a million times, and they still confusing. get confused. This game, like uh, this game I know for a fact is going to be on YouTube, so I'm not going to try to explain it. I want you to go look it up because oh there's a lot. But worst what it is, we're on a couch. Thing. This podcast thing is us talking. You can't just send them to a, another uh well, I'll, I'll explain Avenue. to him what we're on the couch. I want them to come to this to hear. Let's let Brittany explain it again. They, can we let Brittany explain it? I, I, I'm listening to Preaching Young because I want to hear how to play this game. And then I'll give you two games that I don't know the names of. I, should do, I do know the names. I should just do it myself. All right. So, four on so the couch. So, there's this game called Abram Crozier. All right. Go ahead. Oh, the, you're four on a couch. Big mistake. You sit in a circle. Everybody sits down. There's four seats up in front. In the goal most of the game, most times it's on a couch. Yes, you most try to of the time it is on a couch. You don't have a couch. Four different colored chairs. So you, everybody writes their name down as they walk into your building. Mm-hmm. You Place mix it, it up. Hat. You put it in a hat. Then you walk around the circle and you give each a person sitting a new name. It's not their own name. Their own name. Yes. That's why we a new name. So if 
they get their name, you have to tell them to put it back in the hat. But you keep going, they get all these names, so then they have to recognize who's their name. And there's a then there's an empty seat, and it's to the right of someone. You went you went wrong there. Hang on. <gasps> recognize who's back their up. name. The new name that each kid is given in the circle is <gasps> that's the name that they will respond to from then on out. <laughs> yep. That's how it works. So like your Andrew your name no longer name, applies. Yeah. And I would have Abram's name. So if someone yelled out Abram, <laughs> if someone yelled out Abram, I would have Abram's name, so I would go sit in the chair next to him. Yes. Long story short, the objective of the game is to get is to get four it's genders. It's a gender game. It's a guys versus girls game. It so the can ob- be it. it can be. If it depends on what your numbers are, but that's the easiest way to do it. That's how we've played it. But the object of the game is to get whatever team, the two teams to get your entire team or your entire gender on that couch or four on a chair, so whatever it is. I, I would say that if you <laughs> I would say that if you can't explain the game, it's not a good game. No, it's a great game. <laughs> it's not a good game. The kids game love it. So let's do this one. Maybe that's why they don't know how to I play it. I have two it. games that are, I guarantee that's why. All right, let's hear yours. First off, what's the game you call it when you throw up the ball? Oh, Spud? Spud. Oh, that's fun. We that is that. hilarious. That's a fun game. Everybody's in a circle. Guy in the middle throws up a ball. And while the ball is in the air, you have to run away from the, the guy. But you get a and, number. Uh, You're forgetting that. No, there's no number. Yes, there is. Is this his favorite game or yours? Oh, my goodness. No, there's no number. So when I catch that ball and I'm in the middle and I catch it, it finally comes down and I catch it. Everybody has to stop where they're at. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. What was that? (laughs) You're right. What was that? And then I have three steps that I can take, however big or whatever direction. And then my my object is to take those three steps and then throw that ball and hit whoever's frozen. Um, So anyway. I love that game. The other one is silent football. And I just learned how to play this game. That's a hard game this, to learn. It's a hard game to explain. It's a hard game oh, to Oh, well, that's a horrible game then if it's hard to explain. <laughs> but, Get him. But I will do my best. <laughs> no, it's it's very complicated. It is complicated. I'm not I'm not even sure that this game real I think this was made up by yeah, these yeah, people. This is yeah. a real game? No joke. Yes, I guarantee it. Real game. YouTube it. It's it has difficult. N- it has nothing to do with it football. Is awesome. Wow, Abram, you do not understand it what a awesome. podcast there is. is. You can't send there's hand YouTube. signals involved and it literally <laughs> we will play that game till the cows come home. Well, we have never actually played These it guys have never played that game uh, for whatever reason. No, we have. We played it one you time. We played with them, but I want you guys to take that game as well. And it's hard. Quiet, it's amazing. All right, Abram, you come and explain it to everybody. So this, is, this is the reality of my life right now. <laughs> Not only am I asked to pastor a church, but I got to teach games to these youngins. So anyway... Talking about youngins, this has really been on my heart lately. We tried to talk. I don't know if we ever tried to talk about this, to be honest with you. I think it's just been a topic that we've been avoiding at all costs. But I think it's a topic that needs to be addressed, which is leading the older generation. One of the most difficult things that we see um, in our world is having to manage an older generation. Uh, Our church is made up of a lot of older I do not want to offend anybody. Our church is made up of a lot of people from an, that are older than us. That's the easiest way to put it. I'm 31. You are 19. Brittany, you're 20. 21. 21. 21. And so we're trying. So you, so we, we're in a position where of, of, we're staff. We're in leadership positions. And so we're trying to manage um, people that are older than us. Some that are younger. And uh, that's been very. It's been an interesting uh, it's been interesting. What, what do you think is I think the, the hardest biggest, thing about it? The hardest thing about it, first let me back up and say, I think the reason for it is because 
at least where we're at in this area, Pelham County. You grew up here. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, this is this is why it's, I probably have a little bit more difficulty with it just off of the mentally. Mentally, I don't think we have any problems with it. No. I think we do a very good job of doing it. But mentally, I have to get around some things because I did grow up in Pillen County. And more importantly, I grew up at this church. Now, my memory is terrible, so I don't really remember too many people. But I do, you know, especially with some of the uh, older members of the church, they were they were here and they were, you know, they were my deacons. And they were, and you know, they were leading worship when I was a, a kid. So they, so they're seeing young little A, and a couple of them were my teachers in, in school. So here they're seeing little young Abram now in a position of leadership inside the church. And so um, for me, it's, I don't know how they feel about it. I don't want to speak for them, but it has to be a little bit difficult or in some situations. Uh, but for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a pastor and give advice and, uh, encourage and, you know, um, you know, try to guide and direct without upsetting people that I've looked up to my entire life. That's a weird thing to do. It's a weird concept. It is. To wrap it, your is head a, around. it is a very weird concept. Yeah, I think so. Trinity's been nothing but great about about being accepting of the things that we've been doing, mm. which has been mm-hmm. helpful. I don't think we would be where we're at today. Absolutely not. If yeah. we didn't have a supportive church that was that was very open to the changes that we have made. Uh, although they have been, we've made a lot of changes. Not drastic changes, but we've made a lot, a lot of little changes. And you're right, we couldn't have done it without an open church. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you feel like there's a problem when you stand up and you have to? Just even in Andrew's position, you're leading. We'll do Andrew, then we'll do Brittany. Andrew, you're you're in front of the church. You're directing. You're leading the worship service. Um, do you find that difficult? People, people want to jump in. There's, there's times I know that we've had times, especially early on, when people just kind of wanted to jump in. And this has been 30 years, 38 years of tradition, which is mm. the guy gets up there to do announcements, and then everyone goes, "Well, I got an announcement," or "I, I, I got a, I can you pray for this thing?" And it's like, or "Hey, you didn't, will you address this?" And you're like, "Well, hold on now, I have announcements, and I have my, my," uh, which actually we've been trying to get away from announcements, but we haven't really been in church for a while but go ahead go ahead has that been difficult um i think the hardest part about it is i guess i don't know i guess the dealing with people coming up (laughs) i don't know where to go with this all right the people are coming up before service do you think it's is it hard hard? i mean to an extent yeah uh i think i've got to the point where i I can deal with it now um but when i first started yes it was kind of hard because you're dealing with people when we were doing announcements, dealing with people trying to add announcements in and having to filter that out while still staying on focus to what you're talking about. And people coming before service and throwing something at you last minute and being like, well, do I I say this or do I not bring this up? I mean, is this going to spark somebody speaking out again? I mean, it's, yeah, it was difficult at first, but I think we've got to the point now where, A, I think I got to the point where I ignore it (laughs) well enough. And I think they've got to the point where they're like, okay, we know that there's a time for it. Yeah. What about you, Brittany? As a as an administrative assistant who's dealing with a lot of people, you're dealing with a lot of different groups, a lot of different leaders in, inside the church. Uh, a lot of people are asking a lot from you. Do you, do you find it difficult? Um, I would say yes. Just because I feel like everybody has an opinion 
on how they would do things and how they think it should be done. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think early on is when I first started, because I was never in a position like that, I really did not want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm a people pleaser. You guys don't know me, but I am a people pleaser. So I was like, well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And now I'm to the point to where this is my job. I know what I have to do. I know what I that what needs to be done and I have to just trust myself and go with it. And I think what me and Andrew both teach our youth is that just because you're young doesn't mean that you can't spread the gospel or do things and you cannot teach older people. And I think having my parents, at least, they've always instilled in me that I am smart. I know what I'm doing and I, and I can do things. So that's helped me out a lot. I'm glad you said that about the youth because I, I, I hope, my hope and prayer is that um, adults as well, but really the younger people, I, I really do hope that they can see what we're doing and, and, it, and it encourages them and inspires them to say, you know what, I, I can do it. I can get up and, and do a Bible reading or I can, I can stand up and pray and uh, because Andrew and Brittany and, and Abram are doing it. I hope it's I hope they see it that way. It's a good, and I think they do. Honestly, uh, I know one thing that we've implemented <clears throat> is asking kids to send in our in Bible readings. Yeah, and it's been amazing to see some kids just automatically send them in without even, not even when we ask, they just send them to us so we can put them out there for people to see. And those are kids that I would have never thought initially starting out here that would even want to speak out into the public or anything like that. So I think youth group can help kids in so many ways and if you are a young leader in a church keep doing what you're doing we've been there we've done that not exactly what you're doing but <laughs> no, you know what i mean yeah. you know what i mean like have don't confidence. let people yes have confidence, have confidence. know that if because here's the thing if you feel like you're called to do it then you yeah. then you put up or shut up i always tell people this put up or shut up you right don't if you if you really feel called to do it then do it don't sit there and, 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 and do it halfway. Don't sit there and, and act like you, uh, you know, you know, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Have a sense of urgency. Sit there and, and, and know that God put you in that position for a reason and he put you in that place. And really, I, we haven't been doing, doing ministry for too long, but um, even the f- few years that I've been doing ministry, I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish, I'd have, I wish I would have stood up sooner. I wish I'd, and I did. I, I stood up maybe more than I should have even. Uh, as I think about it, I think we did. Got but me in trouble. We are. We're all, we're all young. It also we, got me here. It's and if you mess true. up, learn from you it. You probably did get in trouble, didn't you? Yeah, because I'm stubborn. I like things done a certain way. It's okay. But I also like to give people freedom. We're here for you. We know. <sighs> <laughs> Silence so, on a podcast. Not a good thing. Yeah, it is. Everything dramatic can, effect. Yeah, dramatic that's what it was. Effect. You're right. Dramatic effect. Leading an older generation, uh, it, one thing that I've learned from it because I, I I even do uh, nursing homes a lot of times as well. We do uh, ministries at nursing homes. Uh, they're, they're, even though they're older and they've had a lot more experience than us, and they've set to probably more church services than we have, and heard more sermons than we have ever preached, um, they're still dealing with the same struggles that we're dealing with, right? They're they're still um, you know, they, they are going through worry and they're, they're worried about finances and they're worried about their health and they're worried about, you know, tomorrow. And so, uh, the message is still the same, still being able to preach them the same message of hope and knowing that Christ is there for them and that they have something greater waiting for them at the end of the tunnel. 
you know, that's that's a message that uh, it's it's um, it talks to all ages. Hmm. And so for me, I feel like, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I can relate to multiple ages, multiple generations, because um, I'm not really targeting one generation. Hmm. Um, in my sermons, when I create my sermons, right, I will add little uh, little little pieces here and there for the youngins. Like um, if I were to if I were to give a sermon tomorrow. I'd add something about TikTok, <laughs> or I'd drop I'd drop a Kanye West lyric from his gospel album. Just a little, little something for the kids to go. Hey, he just said something about Kanye West, and uh, so those are things that I try to do. But also, you know, I always try to bring in hymns or bring in something that uh, my my parents taught me at, at a younger age which relates to some of the older people i'll even do like some type some type of history thing i like to do church history uh, a lot of older generation likes that or uh you know i try to be real i talk about things that are happening in my own life with my kids and my, my wife so that relates to some of the younger adults um but i really do i try to i try to relate to everybody but the message is always going to be the same Jesus always got Christ. the gospel amen and i think that a lot of um of the older generation in our church, they've actually, I mean, at least for me and Andrew, they've came up and been like, wow, it's so refreshing to see people your age stepping up in ministry roles. Because I think if anything, it should be encouraging because the gospel is not going to die out. There's and, generations coming up. And the problem is mega churches do a very good job of promoting young people. They do a, a, and that's mostly out of necessity. They don't really have, they, they, they have such a big church that they need as many volunteers as they can. So they, they recruit younger people, um, but to the older churches, you don't see them promoting younger people. And it's it's probably one of the most heart heart wrenching things is you have all these older churches that need young people that won't that won't use young people because they say, well, you're not you're not ready, uh, you don't have enough experience. Insert excuse. Yeah. And uh, so that hurts, A, that hurts your church, that hurts <clears throat> young people. Young people won't step up and do things because they, they don't have that venue. And so even though we're an, uh, a rural church in a rural area with um, a mix of older people, uh, we always want to make sure that we're looking for younger people that will step up and give them that opportunity because we want younger people to, to be involved in church. I want younger people to say, hey, I could lead the music one day, or I could do this one day, or I could run the sound, or I could run a, a camera. We want young people to do that. Huh? I want, if this, if we could get all the young people in the church to do something every Sunday, that would be great. We have once, Youth Sunday. But that should be every Sunday. Should be. Every, every Sunday should be Youth Sunday. Because huh? we want to encourage our youth to take up leadership roles and and, uh, it's encouraging. It encourages the church members. It encourages those young people. And guess what? When those kids get older and they're at a, another church that's, you know, uh, old broken down church, they can say, hey, I can lead music. I've done it before. I know some hymns. Good point. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is, man. That's why, I'm, that's why I said it. Well, anyway, that's all I got. It's good stuff. Stay encouraged. God loves you. God cares for you. And um, we do apologize about last episode once again. Sorry for the audio. But. Yeah, it's it's up on it's up on YouTube at Aiden Course Ministries, but it's uh, just not up on our Anchor FM or Spotify. Correct. Anyway, and we got else? more. We got more. Uh, hopefully, we we'll be getting some more platforms here shortly. I hope so. We're still working on that. New sponsors, new sponsors, anything. and some new sponsors. Anyway, 
Oh my goodness. But I'm excited. Listen, go share the gospel with somebody this week. Would you do that for me? Thank you. What a good thing to leave them with. Appreciate it. This is Aiden Crozier. This is Andrew. This is Brittany. And this is Pre-Kenyon. Uh, Pre-Kenyon. We're out.